Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Yolanda. I am here with some amazing guests and I'm so excited to have them here with me today. You know, with Conversations with Yolanda, we're, we're, we're talking to authors and entrepreneurs and stylists and, and people that are doing amazing things in their space. And so I wanted, I love highlighting those individuals and letting you hear about what they're working on. And so I have two wonderful guests here with me today. And I'm going to just start off having them introduce themselves and just share a little bit about themselves with you, those that are listening via audio and those that are watching on uh, video. And so I'm going to start with Jennifer. Jennifer, would you just tell those that are listening and watching just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am, my name is Jennifer. I am a personal stylist in Israel and um, my business is called Pretty Thing Styling. I help women find their own unique personal style as well as the clothes and accessories that really resonate with them, that make them feel beautiful and give them confidence. And I also started to take street style photos of people in the street who have style with the goal of that being to showcase different ways of expressing personal style, as well as um, just showing that you can have amazing style regardless of age, body shape, and budget. And I photograph all kinds. That is awesome. I love that. I love fashion. I love style. I love traveling and looking at different styles. So this is going to be a great conversation for women to, to really see kind of ways that they can switch up their 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 wardrobe, uh, some tips on that. But also one of the things I was thinking about, Jennifer, is that how my style has changed over the years. When I look back at pictures, I said, oh, that's not good. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so even when it when as you as you get older, your your style kind of changes and sometimes you have to switch it up a little bit. So I'd love for us to talk a little bit about that. And so women don't feel intimidated by it. It is going to change. You're going to look back and see some things you wore. And you'll be like, why did you wear that? <laughs> and uh, my, my, yeah, what'd you say? I'm sorry. Sometimes it's just that the styles change as well. It's not just you. It's all of us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And my, my next guest is Luana. Luana, would you share a little bit about yourself and kind of what you've been up to. I've, I've known you for a while and I'm just excited about what, what I see that you're doing. Yes. Well, Yolanda, thank you so much for having me today. It's um, always a pleasure and a joy to be with you. And I, um, my name is Lawana Wilson. I am originally from Flint, Michigan, but I have been living in Nashville, Tennessee for 10 plus years now. And I am a value development coach. And so what that boils down to is basically help you get past your uh, self the self-critic in your head, get past the self-doubt and empower you to embrace your uniqueness. Um, and I do that in a couple of different ways. And that's why I'm really excited about this conversation with myself and, and Jennifer being here, excuse me, Jennifer being here because she helps women see, you know, what's unique and special about them and their fashion. And I feel like it ties so well into, into what I do as well. Um, as of recent, I uh, just had my third annual virtual singles conference. Um, so I do work with uh, my demographic is mainly millennial men and women, uh, but singles of all age. And I find out that singles 
we tend to be probably some of the most uh, critical of ourselves and we really struggle with connecting with people and, and finding the one, as we say. And a lot of that has to do with just your, your personal, how you view yourself personally. Um, and so I kind of step in there and, and, and help people get a fresh perspective of themselves and uh, empower them to, to, to be themselves and, and get out there and, and embrace you know, life, embrace those that they're meeting. Um, and so that's in a nutshell what I do, but I'm also an author and a, a public speaker and, and those things as well. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. And a radio host. I'm going to yes. throw that in. <laughs> Absolutely. Sunday radio host for 760 AM here in Nashville, WENO. Absolutely. So, so I want us to just start off really um, a lot of what you do you're considered an entrepreneur and that can mean a lot of things and a lot of people. And sometimes when you look on social media, everybody's an entrepreneur. Everybody has some, something going, uh, or they're in ministry. So for, for you two, and either one of you can answer this first, when did you know that you were called to start a business, to start an initiative uh, of your own. When did you know that? Jump in, Luana. I'm gonna just call you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the odd man out here. I am what I consider the reluctant entrepreneur, <laughs> and I say that. Me too. Because oh, Jennifer. Okay, I say that because I honestly didn't realize that what all the ideas that that I would get and and the you know the, the things that I would do as just on the side or just for fun were moving me in the direction of entrepreneurship now I have entrepreneurs all entre, entre, entrepreneurs all through my family so that's kind of a given and but I just never saw myself. I don't consider myself with business acumen, but I've got ideas for days, vision for days. You know, I'm that person. And it, it started with my book. When I published my first book, I realized that now I have to market myself. I have to learn the, learn the whole ropes of how to get my book out there for people to even know it's there to, to buy it. Um, and, and that just opened up a whole other door of, well, what else can you do with the book? Well, I could do workshops with the book. I can do uh, small groups with the book. And so it just kept expanding. And being an ideas person, that didn't help any. Because it just, every time I got one idea, I got another idea. And so before I knew it, I was like, this is becoming more than a side thing. This is really, I love this. And, and this is really like me, like what I do. And so it gradually it became my my thing thing the main thing and so here we are full full blown entrepreneur <laughs> yes and jennifer what about you um, i i would totally say again also like reluctant and by default um <laughs> when i when i decided that i was going to go for the dream which was to be a stylist be a personal stylist um, in Israel, the only option is to open my own business. If I'm going to be a personal stylist, I cannot get hired by somebody to be a personal stylist. 
So I realized I'd have to open my, my own business to do that. And that was um, three years ago. I was petrified. I like working within like a framework, you know, tell me what to do. I'll do it well. And um, but, you know, actually, when I think about it, I'm also the sort of person my pretty much my whole life. I've been the sort of person to start things if I see a need for it. So I've done this. I've done this for years and years. There's been a need for something. I've started a group for something. I've started something, and I realized, I realized actually that was pretty entrepreneurial of me. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I I tell everyone entrepreneurship is about solving problems, finding mm. something that's a pain point for you, and finding a solution for it. So entrepreneurs are problem solvers. So that makes perfect sense, Jennifer, that you saw things like, oh, I need to go fix that. That's what entrepreneurship is. And a lot of times we don't realize it, that we have that bending when we're younger until we get older and realize, oh, I've been doing this all my life. I, I saw entrepreneurs all through my family as well, Luana. My grandfather mm -hmm. would talk about it. So I always knew I would have some type of business, didn't know what it would be. But I always knew I would I would end up doing something. And every time I would work with someone, I took on the owner role and not just a worker. And, mm -hmm. and I think when you see that that's who you are. That's when you know you got that bending to be an entrepreneur. So, yes, mm -hmm. yes. So in, in your business, uh, when you started, you realize I am an entrepreneur. Let me go do this. What would you say, Jennifer, that has been your biggest win? when you think back on your starting time and then where you are now? So um, because I only started three years ago, I haven't, I feel like I've had a lot of little small, small wins. Um, but my biggest win is um, something that happened with a client of mine. Um, and so my client, after I'd worked with her was, uh, had planned to meet up with somebody and this person she'd planned to meet up with was a mutual acquaintance. Um, and this mutual acquaintance, um, when she saw my client, she said, wow, you look amazing. I know somebody who, if um, she were to see you, she would want to photograph you. And my client was like, oh, that's Jennifer. She styled me. And, uh, <laughs> and so that was like, not only did, not only was my client looking great, um, because she'd applied the principles that I taught her and she was wearing clothes that we'd bought together. But somebody else knew that I was like photographing people in the street and, you know, the, the two came together. So that was, that's so far, so far, like the thing that really makes me the happiest. That's a good one. That, that is it. a perfect one. You want <laughs> that kind of connect yeah. mm -hmm. with the work that you're doing. Luana, what yeah. about you? Uh, I'd have to say something similar, Yolanda. I was at a random birthday dinner for a friend last year and I'm sitting there and she had people there, of course, that I didn't know. And I'm sitting there and we're kind of wrapping up. And one of her guests said to me, you look familiar. And, and I was kind of, I didn't know her. So I, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe church or something like that. And she said, do you do a conference? And I, I honestly, my jaw dropped. I, I, I was like, I, I do a virtual like online and she's like yeah like a, a conference for singles I was like I sure do and she's like oh my gosh 
And so she introduced herself. She was so excited. She was like, it was so great. And I, and I could not believe that my, my little conference <laughs> like had, had gained some notoriety, I guess is what it was that really shocked me and that she recognized me from the conference. And so yeah. I would have to say consistency in building a, a faithful following is that maybe kind of sounds small, but that's really what's happened because this year with the conference, I, I could barely get the announcement out that it was, you know, to get ready for it. And people were already like on it as soon as the first, uh, you know, post went out on social media that, you know, set the, save the date, they were ready to register. And that I said, oh my gosh, I've, I've, this is called traction. I actually have some consistent, you know, people that are looking forward to the things that I do annually or, you know, or, or biannually or whatever. And so that was huge for me to know that, People were catching on, I guess, and, and recognizing me. So that was great. Absolutely. You said something, Lawana, that is so key with business owners, entrepreneurs, and just leaders in general is consistency. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we want things to happen the next day. That's just our human nature. <laughs> but it's that work that we put in day in and day mm-hmm. out that finally one day you're like, oh, it's working. And that's one thing that I've noticed about both of you is just that consistency with putting your 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 information out, sharing what you're doing, uh, going live or whatever you're doing to really get, continue to be out there and sharing your message and sharing what you're doing, because you never know who's watching. You never know. I mean, I've had people inbox me magazines they're like we've been watching you. I'm like, what? You've been doing yeah. what? And I don't think about it as I'm doing it. I'm just doing what mm-hmm. I do and, and and enjoying what I'm doing, not knowing that somebody behind the scenes with a bigger platform is watching yes. and seeing the consistency. So I want to just Absolutely. even remind people that are watching and listening is that consistency works. Even if it feel like nobody's watching and nobody's listening, somebody is watching and somebody's listening. <laughs> and so that's a great principle for just business and leadership in general. Um, you know, one of the things that I think entrepreneurs struggle with is knowing who their customer is because we want everybody to be our customer or be our ideal customer or client. So we want it to be everybody everywhere. And that's not the case. So Jennifer, who would you say your ideal customer or ideal client is? So to be honest, this is something that um, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure about. But typically, um, I enjoy working. And the women who come to me usually are women in their 30s and 40s um, who have been through some big positive life change. And um, sometimes it's that they were, they've gone through some healing and now they're at a point where they're like, this is the, this is kind of like the end stage of their healing. Now they're ready to, to show themselves and they want the clothes and they want the look. Um, Or sometimes it's that, um, you know, they've come through this realization that they've been taking care of everybody else. They hit 40, it's their 40th birthday. And now they want to take care of themselves. Um, or sometimes it's like this big job, big, important job. They've been out of the workforce and they've gotten this new job and they're really excited about it and they want to be dressed for it. You know, 
every time the women, most of the time, most of the time women come to me after having made this positive life change. And, um, and then also I want, I want my clients to be people who can take in the principles that I'm teaching and then apply them. So somebody who's really in that headspace to do that, that too. Yes, yes, yes. Because people can want stuff all day long, but if they're not ready to take action and the steps needed to move forward, I will usually tell a client, even when they come to me and I feel like, oh, they're not ready. I don't keep working with them. I was like, this is what you need to go do. And then we're going to revisit this piece of it in a couple of months. Because this stuff that you need to go do. And so, Luana, what about you? I, I totally agree. And I just, I love that, Jennifer. Uh, my demographic mainly are millennials. And th- those are just my people. They find me. Uh, I don't look for them. <laughs> and I just begin to notice that they just gravitate to me. Um, mm-hmm. I can be just in public and, and just standing around and they find me. Uh, and they strike up conversation. Um, and that's always so weird to me because I felt like, you know, I'm older, you know, they, you know, they don't want to listen to the older people, <laughs> but there's something, there's something about, you know, I guess the way that um, I, I understand and, and, you know, kind of get them if, if I say it like that, that they, they want to be around you. So those, that's my main demographic, uh, men and women, but of course, mostly women. And these are people who, again, are, uh, really in a space of trying to figure themselves out. And and a lot of us are doing that. It's not just millennials, but they tend to be my main people who's, who are vocal about it. And they really want to get it right. And and they, they want to um, put things in their little categories and so they can say, I, I got it, you know? And so that's kind of how they process. And, and I just happen to, the way I set things up, I just happen to really kind of think along those same lines. So I think that also connects with them. Um, that we can understand each other. And, and they're really just wanting to understand, um, you know, where they're going in life. What, what is this all about? Um, you know, how do, I, how do I really maximize what I already have? Or um, what, do, what am I working with? A lot of them are just kind of following suit, you know, what someone said to do or what they saw, but they have mm-hmm. never really tapped into their own individual um, identity and, and uniqueness. And so, um, that's kind of where I take them. And, and it's, it's been some really great, um, some really great results. But to your point, Yolanda, there are times where I'll get a coaching client and I'm, and, and, you know, they're kind of sharing what they're sharing and I can tell pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. That, that's great. And I'm glad you're excited. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to work, work on those two areas. And, and then we're going to revisit this because, um, coaching is similar to, to therapy. You can have the greatest therapist, but if you're not ready to do the work, you know, that information is kind of in one ear and out the other. So they have to be ready to do the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as women, we, we tend to bring our whole selves to whatever we're doing. How would you say your faith has really um, impacted the way you do business the way you do life, how how are you integrating that into your daily work? That's a big question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can say that for um, 
As far as my business, this is something that I just really felt God direct me in. Um, and um, when I was, so I, I have a sense of the aesthetic and it, everywhere I go, like every apartment that I've been in, I've made beautiful and I do the same thing with clothes. And so I have, I have that gift. Um, and I've also, I've always been, um, sort of an amateur stylist. I've always been the person that my friends come to and say, will you go shopping with me? And so, um, so I, when I wanted to go into styling, I, I also thought, I thought like, this is me, you know, this, this suits the person that God made me with my gifts. And, um, but I also thought, what are people going to think? People are going to think that this is shallow. And on the one hand, I like, I, I sort of don't care, but I sort of do. Um, and I spoke to, I spoke to a coach and she said, essentially what you're doing is you are freeing people yeah. to, to be themselves so that God can use them so that, you know, they are, they're feeling good about themselves. They're no longer worried about how they look. And they're free to go and, and be the people that God has made them to be and use their gifts in the way that God has made them to use their gifts. So um, I feel like just doing what I'm doing is, um, is something that it's how God, um, it's one of the things God made me to do as sort of, uh -huh. as that sounds. Yes, no, I, I love that. Luana, what about you? I do. I love that, Jennifer. It, and it really is just that natural. And sometimes we overlook or we kind of downplay uh, things yeah. that come so naturally because they come so naturally. It, it doesn't seem like anything special to us. I ran across a quote the other day, Yolanda, if I can get it right, I probably will have to paraphrase, but it was something about, like your, I'm going to say your purpose is not what you do, but it's what happens inside of people when you do it. That's so good. Say just, that again. Say that one your more purpose, time. Your, <laughs> your purpose is not what you do. Your purpose is what happens inside of people when you do it. If I'm mm. getting that right, I may have a few words yeah. off, but that's the gist of it. And I can't remember who said that, but that hit me. And I was like, wow, that's really what it is. Because just looking from the outside, it may not seem like a whole big deal, it's what people walk away with and how they're impacted on the inside once you've done what you do. And so in my case, uh, this really started just because I wanted to see a more open conversation with uh, young adults about who, about their worth and who they are and their identity in Christ. And um, I knew my own personal life. That was a huge part of my my upbringing and even after leaving home on my own my whole journey of just making sure that what i had learned in my household as faith if that was even the faith to follow i had a whole journey in college away from home where i honestly was was questioning and seeking god and saying you know is is this true or do i need to believe something different because i really just wanted the truth and mm -hmm. of course Thank God, my, my, all of my searching led me right back to where I was. And my, uh, my relationship with God was even, even greater, even stronger. And so from that, I've just been living out that relationship. So when it came time for me to sit down and write this book, my mind was on, what can I tell this generation 
uh, that will help them navigate some of the pitfalls that they may come to, uh, that will reinforce their value and or help them discover it because a lot of people don't have that conversation with family or parents or their guardians. Yeah. So what can I mm -hmm. say that will really give them a sense of self and some confidence that, you know, you're not just by happenstance and that there are special things about you. You're not just, mm -hmm. you know, general, just, you know, one of the, one in a number, you know? And so those mm -hmm. are the things that really were big my own life or, or, or big issues in my own life growing up that I had reached a conclusion on and had resolved. So I really wanted the next generation to have uh, similar. And if they weren't getting that from home or whomever, coaches, teachers, mentors, I wanted to at least give them a, a resource or a tool where they could get that from. So that's how that kind of started for me. Is that what's, that is, what's in your book? Everything that you just It did? is. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. When did you write it? In 2017. Okay. Yeah, wow. it was a journey. Well, I fit, I'll say this. I published it in 2017, Jennifer, but the journey of writing it was several years <laughs> in the making. I was trying to convince myself that this was needed, uh, that it would be impactful. Just my own, you know, journey of like, is this really, I'm not really about to put write a book. And, and it felt like putting all my business out there. It felt like I was really exposing myself. And I was because I wanted to be as transparent as possible. Um, that's something that millennials are, are very, you know, they're sticklers on. They don't come in here with anything fake. We want the <laughs> real thing, the truth. What is it really like? And so I had to, I had to be pretty transparent. But I'm glad I, I'm glad I was. And uh, that's probably the thing that they love the most about the book. Is they're just like, wow, you, I, I felt like I was there with you, you know, going through what you were going through. So. Yes, yes, yes. That is so good because I think a lot of times we 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 know that we're gifted in areas, but sometimes we kind of dismiss it and assume everybody can do that particular yeah. thing when it's not yeah. true. Not true. <laughs> not so, true at all. Not true. Not true. And 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 as even as the the Bible says, it says your gift will make room for you. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we forget that that the gifts that we carry inside of us and that we share with other people, he'll make room for us to be Absolutely. able to share it, that we don't have to knock down doors or beg to be at tables, that our gift will open doors for us as we are authentic and begin to share those gifts with others. The doors, I've just seen that my entire life, as I shared my gift, doors just begin to open. And, and as women and as women in business, what do you think is some of the main things that women struggle with, Jennifer, being a business owner? I know it may look differently on the side of the world where you are versus where we are, and some things are similar, but what do you think is some of the biggest things that women struggle with as entrepreneurs? Well, at the moment, because I've just, I'm sort of recently started my business, mm -hmm. I find that I'm also surrounded by other women who've recently started their businesses. Um, and I think maybe it's like, maybe it's a natural thing. You know, you're only at a certain level of followers and you find the other people that are at a certain level of followers. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. Um, uh -huh. and, and the thing is that, um, I know that a lot of women struggle with asking for, um, a certain, like a certain amount of money. Mm. I, I actually don't, <laughs> I know a lot of women do. Um, but, um, 
I think that one of the things too is that um, that would benefit us is to have mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is something that this is something that um, I also so I've sought out mentors and I also sort of gravitate. I naturally mentor others. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but but I think that we'd be benefited by by having more mentors, by having women be be generous with um, their time and their wisdom and their experiences. So I don't know if that's like too much of a global thing to say. We need more mentors, but um, I think that that's well, I think what. Right. Yes, we do absolutely. Luana, what about you? Um, I would say. Um, Oh, this is a good question, Yolanda. Po- can is. you pose it to me? One- can you pose it to me one more time? What do you think is one of some of the biggest things that women struggle with as business owners, as entrepreneurs? What are What are you oh, seeing um, with the women that you're around? Yeah, I would say just the confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I'm around a lot of brilliant women who have some amazing ideas, whether it's products or whether they're new authors and just the confidence to push past that initial um, phase of this is crazy. Why did I talk myself into this? <laughs> just if, you, if you can get over that, that you're, you're good. You're good. But it's, it's, and it's, and similar to Jennifer, the support, you really need a support base to help you get over that, that space mm-hmm. of, um, or that point of, of contention with yourself. You really need a strong support base. And I, I have to say that has been crucial in my journey of having a support base of mm-hmm. genuine individuals who they, when I don't see what's special about me, they do. Um, mm-hmm. And they speak to that and they make sure that I don't just, you know, crumble. Um, and they mm-hmm. know, you know, when I'm not, I'm when I'm just kind of not in my best face and they're, <laughs> but I'm putting on the face to look like I'm, I'm okay. They know when that's, <laughs> no, they're like, no, what's yes. really going on? So support um, and just that, just that push past that initial self-doubt of, oh, I don't know, is this really what I should be doing? Um, but those mm-hmm. would be the things that I, that I see that we run into, um, right off the bat and and they they can really kind of slow us down or stop us all together absolutely imposter syndrome is real mm-hmm. you can call it other names you can call it mm-hmm. i'm not sure of myself you mm-hmm. we can look at a person and say oh they're brilliant and then you can talk to them and like well i don't even feel like i'm supposed to be doing this and i'm like wait a minute hold up no no you're in the exactly. right space yeah and so being around people that are authentic with you and really, as you said, Luana, encouraging you, supporting you. I a lot of times what I have to remind women that are at certain levels that I'm always looking at women that are at a different place than I am, that they have mm-hmm. passed where I am. Mm-hmm. And I always say to them, we always have to be able to go back and get someone else. You cannot go that that way without taking somebody with you. Yeah, and so somebody absolutely. did it for you. So, so Jennifer, mentoring and, and mm-hmm. supporting women that are starting out is so critical because somebody did it for us. And so that's mm-hmm. what I always think about. Who were the women that helped me get to where I am? Now I need to find women that I can do that same thing for because it's enough 
business and enough things out there for all of us to do. No one person can handle it all. And so I see that a lot that a lot of women will get to a certain point and, and they are not reaching back. And if I'm in a setting or at a table and I see that, I always ask, and I do it real nicely and and, and, and say, who are you mentoring? <laughs> who are you bringing along with you? Go get a young entrepreneur or a college student or someone and, and, and bring them along with you. It's no fun doing it by yourself. And so I, I see that a lot. And Jennifer, you mentioned something that I feel like is huge and I do training around it is asking for what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Don't undervalue what you're providing because you're uncomfortable with asking what it really costs. Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to give discounts. It's okay to have promotions, but they also need to know even when you're doing that, that this is the real cost. And even if they can't at that time afford what your services are, there's a way to do some things for them that doesn't devalue what you're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. And it's a skill. I had to stop even doing mine because sometimes you just you you just give away more than you really should. Yeah. Even though you can you can be generous and, and give, but there comes a point where there has to be a balance with that. And so I train women around that being able to ask for what your worth and not being afraid. Men do it all the time. They put mm -hmm. their real cost down there and it doesn't they bother don't have them. a problem at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So back to, back to the topic of mentoring. One of the things that I've noticed is that um, when I am helping, when I'm helping others, it really makes, it makes me need to be more creative I have to, like, I'm, I'm thinking outside the box. It helps me. Like, when I'm helping others, yes, I'm giving my time. Mm -hmm. um, but I am, but in helping somebody else, it's really, it's like, it's pushing me. It's pushing me. And I have to also, um, it, it, it's, it benefits me as well. Absolutely. You have to up mm -hmm. your game. Somebody will ask me a question. I was like, ooh, that's a good question. Let's, let's research that together because we're both mm -hmm. going to learn. <laughs> and it keeps you sharp exactly jennifer it makes you keep your game higher so that you can you can offer uh, something uh, else to that person as well yes. and one of my last questions before we end our conversation is what is something that you wish you would have done before starting your business that you think about in hindsight like now like oh i wish i would have Luana, what is that for you? Like before you even thought you were an entrepreneur and you got in and you're like, oh, I didn't think about. So many things. Um, and to <laughs> Jennifer's point, I did this. I did this on my own initially starting out. Um, I did not have a mentor. I did not have uh, people who even were even understood what I was doing. You know, um, I just said, I'm, I'm writing a book and I just started writing. <laughs> and so I didn't have any framework for that, you know, um, and as I got closer to publishing is when kind of later in the game, I was like, okay, uh, so now what does this mean now? And then I started doing research. So I felt like I was, I, you know, I, I had the steps kind of out of order, so, but I didn't have anyone in my life that I knew of or and didn't really seek anyone out now that I think about it to that, that knew the process to really walk me through it 
uh, and to really kind of, you know, answer some questions I had. That all came very much later in the process for me. And thankfully it came and it, you know, it, it did help me, you know, finish up and get it done and get it out. But initially I had none of that. And so my, my encouragement would be, do not do this alone. You have to have the support. You have to have someone who's a mentor, a guide, someone, a coach to get you, you know, through a lot of this and just, just help you, you know, know that you're going in the right direction. So that's what I would say. Get some help. Absolutely. So what is something you guys wish you would have thought about, Jennifer, before starting your, before starting your business? Um, so there isn't really something that I wish I'd, I'd thought of so much as um, just the mentality of um, it's, it's not fair that, that Nike has, has like this slogan because like, it's my business slogan. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, so every time that I, every time that I get um, intimidated, I'm going to be putting this thing out there. I'm going to be having, I'll, I'll post this and what are people going to think? And um, so just as I was starting my business, I, I was like so intimidated by all these things and really the more you do, the better you get, the more you do, sure. and you'll get better faster, the more you do. So just do it, just do it. <laughs> um, and um, so that's something that going into it, I really wish that I just like, just like get over it, like get over it, get over all the mental blocks, the insecurities, the like, who cares what people think they're going to see it for a split second if they don't like it, you know, and you're just going to get better faster. So just do it. Um, so that's my attitude now. And I still, I, I remember I posted something to LinkedIn and I was like, it's, it, it took me a few seconds before I'm like, before I get, I was just, I was just, again, I had this, this sense of like, what are people going to think? I'm like, who cares? Just do it. So, yes, <laughs> so that's like just do it. Now and, and I wish it had been from the very beginning, but you live and you learn. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the last thing is that women or men that will be watching, what is one thing, Jennifer's already said, like, just do it. Luana, what would, what would be the thing that you would say for those that will be watching uh, and listening to it to just encourage them on their journey as an entrepreneur? Mine would be embrace your uniqueness. That's what makes you stand out. It's not, honestly, it's not doing it like everybody else is doing it. It's not, uh, you know, cookie cutter version of anything this is a this whole thing of entrepreneurship is so unique to everyone and whatever you do no one else is doing it like you so there's there's more value to a uh, original than there is to a copy of something if you think about you know Mona Lisa you know in the lore of you know that's the only one now you can get prints you can get a copy you can get but the one that's hanging in there is the one that's worth the most. So you just want to be your unique self and, and hone in on what makes you uh, different and stand out. And, and that's your superpower. That's great. That's great. I always tell people, don't worry about people copying you. That means you're doing something great. Just just, just let them copy you. They can never be you because like you said, Luana, uniqueness is you. You are the yeah. unique part of whatever you're doing. So Absolutely. they can never be you. And so I want to thank you guys for joining me today for this conversation. And I want us to close by you just sharing how people can reach you, how 
what social media sites are you on? What are the best ones for them to connect with you on, Jennifer? Um, I guess the best would be um, either Instagram or Facebook, where I mm -hmm. am Pretty Things Styling. Um, that is the styling website, uh, sorry, the styling um, content. And then I also have Jerusalem Street Style. Um, I called it Jerusalem Street Style. It's JRS Street Style. And basically, if I fly, I fly, I fly to Italy or to France, I, put, I post those pictures too. So it's not just Jerusalem Street Style. Um, great, great. Luana, how can they con connect with you? Yes, you can you can connect with me a couple of different ways. Um, anywhere you are, you can log on to 760thegospel.com on Wednesdays. And you can listen in on the Single But Not Solo show um, or uh, on Sunday afternoons. I'm doing um, uh, as well Sunday, Sunday worship on, on the air. And then um, my social media that I'm mostly there, you'll see me on Instagram and Facebook, Luana R. Wilson on both platforms. And if you're interested in any coaching, uh, you can check out my event coming up on eventbrite.com and just type in there, value you, the uh, capital letter U. So it's value, the word value, capital letter U. And my coaching pro program will pop up. If you want to take, a part, take part in that, I'd be happy to work with you. Great. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I've, I've enjoyed you, the conversation. Go ahead, Jennifer. You had something to share I before we end? Yeah, I wanted to say that, Luana, I really loved what you said about uniqueness. And I can also see why people would want to come to you as a coach. I can see oh, that. God. Thanks, Jennifer. That I is awesome. Yes, so yes, that is so true. So thank you, ladies, for joining me. I've enjoyed our conversation. Thank and you, those that will be watching and listening, this is Conversations with Yolanda, where we are authentic. We are sharing our real selves. And I want you to reach out to these ladies and connect with them with the work that they're doing just to support the, the impact that they're making in their sectors. So thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.